Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Moi, Making Work Absolutely Human, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Brighton-Hall. Hi. <laughs> good welcome to, back. <laughs> good to be here, and I know why I've been invited, so... <laughs> do to carry on we didn't trick you no so our podcast about making work works is aimed to be whether you're a leader someone working in the trenches to build a great culture in your own company or organization whether you're an entrepreneur or a career changer what we're trying to do is to explore the questions that are front of mind um, when it comes to making work great for people and great for business so this is the second episode for 2021 and it is on our theme which we're doing a couple of on diversity equity inclusion and belonging so it's like a mini series D-E-I-B, as we call it. Okay. <laughs> um, and what we wanted to do, and this is quite, it's quite an intimate conversation, because obviously, um, to declare, um, Michael is my husband. <laughs> I, think, I think the surname gave it away. <laughs> I think it did too, seeing we're, we're the only ones. We mm-hmm. made the surname up with our kids. But um, <clears throat> what we wanted to talk about is something that is happening right now. It's on the front page of every paper. It's very, very loud. And the reason that it's important to you <clears throat> is apart from being a terrific husband, a great dad, um, the man I love, <laughs> you're, you're also, in amongst all of that, mm-hmm. a devout Collingwood fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say that I'm a, I'm a card-carrying Collingwood club member and have been for a long, long time. <laughs> That's right. And I am a card-carrying member of the Carlton Football Club, which is a source of great conversation in our house very often and certainly twice a year when we play each other. Sure. <laughs> so I'm putting you in the hot seat because this week has been all about the Collingwood Football Club's report. Yep. Into cultural safety mm-hmm. and incidences in the Collingwood Football Club. And specifically, it tended to target Eddie Maguire as the president of the club for the last 24 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, his work or his addressing of this issue over that period of time, because he's done a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so a lot of people have had lots and lots of opinions. But I wanted to talk to you because I think there's a different conversation to this than just yelling at Eddie. I don't think sort of think that's helpful to anybody. So let's start on where our two topics collide. So my passion for diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging, and your passion for Collingwood Football Club. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that, uh, yeah, they're unusual bedfellows, but let's, <laughs> let's give that a shot. Right. So how much do you love Collingwood Football Club? And to get a measure of this, I'd like to ask just a simple question. <laughs> Here we go. Have you ever missed a friend's wedding because it was on grand final day? In... Uh, my defence. Um, they were a good friend. They weren't a great friend. You know, it was important. Um, but look, anyone who uh, who's grown up in AFL knows that uh, that last day in September is uh, it's the grand final day. Yep. Uh, and there's even a song about it. Yeah. Uh, it's yep. you know. Um, so yep, it, it's true. Uh, it's true. I did miss their wedding. Uh, but <laughs> but, I, but I did think about them at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and, and we won. So, so we won the grand final. It was a drought-breaking grand final in 1990. Yeah. So, and how many grand finals have you been to? Uh, as many as I can get tickets for, which so far has been five. It's it's with uh, Collingwood being a, such a fantastically supported club. 
uh, any grand final they make. Biggest membership of any sporting franchise in the country. Yeah, uh, it's always a tough gig. Uh, you've got to have a big wallet or you've got to have uh, something. Um, but it's a real pity that the rank and file don't get to uh, get to the ground uh, because it just doesn't take all of us. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Yeah, I wish it would. You've actually got more members in the MCG, haven't you? It's one of the few. It would, the only one, probably. It, it would be, yeah, it would be pretty close. So it is a polarising figure in society, often by people who don't follow football at all, but yep. also by people who follow other clubs. Yeah, well, hard. he's a, he's a, um, he's a larger-than-life character. Uh, and why, why is he loved? Well, because he's... What, by Collingwood? Yeah, by Collingwood. So, I, um, Eddie has a bunch of different roles. You know, we see him on TV and radio and all those sorts of things. He's loved by Collingwood for the one one reason that he's passionate. Deeply, deeply passionate about Collingwood. Um, and anyone who's deeply passionate about Collingwood, it's like a brothers in arms kind of situation. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you know... You, it's you, a great you, day of stress. You, you, you share, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you share that. I mean, there, there is a saying that goes around um, for the AFL, which is, you know, every uh, nearly every supporter supports two teams. You know, the, their own team they love and whoever's playing Collingwood. Yep. So that creates a real adversarial environment. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... A, it is that feeling. Whenever you're at a Collingwood game, it is us against the world. Us against whoever happens to be running it's, around against It's us you. against everyone and any other team that's not even playing on the day. Right, right. Yep. And, and that's, 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 that's visceral. We, we all feel that. So we're sitting here this week and we're watching the Be Better report. Sort of mm-hmm. hit, the, hit the stands. It's yep. hit the public. It hit the exec team in December. It was released to the public yeah, just I in the last so. week. Yep. Um, Eddie came out, did an awkward press conference um, Tried to get the words right, got them wrong. Yeah, he, 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 he meant well and I understood where he was coming from. It just didn't land. No, it was which bad Which is choice. unlucky, yeah. So quite aside from that, there's a whole bunch of things. So while the thing that I kept looking at, and I tend to look at this because um, my role is to get into companies and look at cultures, leadership, the way they're working together, things like zero tolerance for bullying, harassment, discrimination. Uh, and what we try to do is we try to understand that while I have worked with plenty of excellent leaders, uh-huh. I'm yet to work with a perfect one. They just don't exist. What, you're saying Eddie's not perfect? No, he's not perfect. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm not perfect either. So I think there's this thing about no perfect leader and no perfect organization. And and I think you can get an excellent organization that can do lots of good things, but not perfect. And I think the yeah. same for leaders. So I, I, I judge less harshly because I've seen so many of these sorts of reports. But having said that, I also have a great passion. I mean, I've made it my life's work to stop, you know, systemic racism, discrimination, things like that. So um, I sort of took it as a step back and there was five lessons in it. So I want to talk to those five lessons because this is not your area of expertise. You're an engineer and an accountant by training. Yep. (laughs) So quite different Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to my background in psychology and business. But I think there's five really important lessons. I think they're important for everybody. I think they're every man language, and I think that everyone can understand it. So talking to the very heart of Collingwood Football Club, because I think you are. Um, sure. <laughs> the first one is that when people look at this, it isn't legal. It's actually, there's a legal foundation, and we sort of look at that as like, you know, you're going to build a house in a block of land. That's the legal foundation, mm-hmm. but it doesn't define your house. You can really build whatever you like. And so the legalities of the foundation are important. But much more importantly, it's a deeply human issue. And I know that the player that was specifically called out during the report and on TV because mm. he's very famous and was a fanatically good footballer is Lumumba. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, and uh, yeah, he was uh, uh, he was he was a great athlete. There's no question about that at all. Yeah. And that grand final you alluded to, which by the way, I got the tickets for that, uh, and sadly I had to befriend um, a goal umpire to score those <laughs> tickets. And I, the indignity was worth it, but it was it was a bit of pill to swallow. Um, but I um, uh, when the team won and they. Uh, did a lap of honour. I went down to the boundary line to high five um, the then Harry O'Brien. Um, if I'd known, I would have given him a hug because you know um, to be able to perform at those sorts of levels, you need free air, uh, and to have that stuff in the background, you know, that would have to have messed with his head, and that's not good. That's where the emotional part is. Yeah, and he, he was an ambassador for the club, a great sportsman, a great athlete. You said, but also a great human being. I mean, you yeah. always saw him interviewed and great team player and. All the things you want to know to look back at these issues, and he was in pain, like we're seeing him on TV. He was in pain. It was a deeply human trauma. Yep. And yep. Uh, it's easy to see, isn't it? And if he wasn't in pain, how much better of a player could he have been? Yeah. Who knows? That, that's a, that's such a great call out there. And I wish people would think like that. Is it's when you don't give someone free air, the the space to be who they are, and and to feel really confident about that. You yep. detract from their ability to contribute. You could track to be who they can be. Mm, true. So that's the first one. The second okay. one is there's lots of conversations about um, that the process was in place for him to speak up inside the club and he's gone outside the club and he won't participate in it. But in the report, he has been through that process a few times. <laughs> and I always, I, I talk to lots of people who have designed really perfect legal processes and, and you go, yeah, but the problem is nobody uses them or the people who use them get sacked. So yeah. nobody wants to use those things. And, and I watched the interviews very interestingly to see he participated in that and eventually he walked away from the club. So obviously it hadn't worked for him. Yeah, well, I mean, how many times do you, um, do you, do you put your hand up and have it slapped away yeah. um, before you just decide, well, that's enough? And then when you have a, a situation where a whole bunch of well-meaning people further down the track go, oh, just give it one more shot. Well, you know, it's not the old adage from grandma, you know. Fool me once, fool me twice, that sort of thing. Well, I think he went through a, a few situations, a few yeah. scenarios. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, look, yeah, I'm in his camp. It's like uh, enough's enough. You, you can't keep revisiting that to be smacked in the head again. Hmm. I think that's really important. And then the third thing I think that's really important is there's this idea that that was before. So there's some stories that are in the report from 2005 uh, with nicknames yep. and what have you. Yep. But accountability in this space lives on. And it's because you're dealing with trauma. Mm-hmm. It's because you're dealing with such a deep human pain. Yep. That it's not like, oh, there's a time limit on that. I no longer feel that pain. Yep. Until it's resolved, it stays. Yeah. And so the only way to deal with it is zero tolerance and absolute accountability. That starts with acceptance, understanding, and then accountability. Yeah, well, society has moved on um, from... The, the 60s or 70s and those sorts of that sort of era which which what I add is um, I'm in similar to Eddie I grew up in the in the outer Melbourne suburbs uh, we're about the same age um, it was a different time then uh, and all sorts of strange things happened and I grant you they probably weren't right then but they're extra not right now and society's moved forward and uh, certainly everyone's attitudes should be, should move forward as well. And it's not about papering over stuff, it's about getting it right and fixing it. And unfortunately, it's Collingwood um, who has um, had to bear the brunt of this, because I'm sure it happens in all the clubs. Uh, and Collingwood will get the kick in the pants uh, for it. Uh, the club will go on, uh, but it's something that, that should have moved forward a long, long time ago, just as society has. Yeah, so it's time now. It's time a long time overdue. ago. <laughs> it's so well overdue. overdue, yeah. Um, 
The, the fourth thing is quite specifically about leadership because yep. sometimes we go through these things because, you know, we live and breathe culture and leadership and how culture works every day. Mm-hmm. Um, people sort of look at a leader and they go, you know, here's what's wrong with them. But it's never just one person. It's, all, it's a culture. It's a way of treating each other. And our view, my view, is always that you can be very, very good at, at lots and lots of things but no one I've ever met is good at everything. And I, I think with Eddie for his membership, for instilling a winning mindset, for getting great people in his club, all sorts of good things he's done from a kid because he took it on at 34 or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> um, so he, he was a very highly credentialed kid yeah, he was, <laughs> at 34. Very ambitious kid too. But yeah. he, he actually did lots of very clever things, but he obviously wasn't good at dealing with this one. And, and I've, every leader I've ever met was always learning. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, um, well, it, it is. It's, it's true. You know, um, generally when you take on these sorts of gigs, and I believe that most of the the uh, club president gigs, are, uh, you do it as an honorary position. Um, I'm not sure about Eddie. I, I think uh, he did it for free as well, um, which which just you know, speaks to the passion of what you're on about. Uh, but it's also a very big job. You know, it's the sort of job that perhaps should be done by person with no distractions at all and being paid for it and they could perhaps focus on things with a bit more intent um but you know i'm i i'm confident all the players that i've spoken to about eddie um all the supporters whenever i've spoken to about eddie have have, have all uh, been very positive um i am i'm flooded by all my facebook uh, groups that have Collingwood supporters in them mm. that are all saying positive 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 things they all love eddie they love what he's done for the club all those sorts of things. Um, I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, this is something he just didn't get right. Uh, I'm, I'm very sure he meant to get it right. Uh, and now he's just suffering the slings and arrows of, of where he, what the position is now. And he fell short. And so as a club, whoever they put into his position has to be better at this. This is now a call out. And as you said, time. And then the last thing that we sort of said as a fifth lesson is basically that to want an old timey expression, there but the grace of God guy. Like every single one of us can do better. We have yeah, systemic racism, racism acknowledged nationally in our culture. We have certainly have it across many of our sporting codes. This is not a lone event. Um, and so what's our role? And I've heard so many people sort of describing the problem as if they're in the stands. Uh, but, <laughs> but we're all part of the sporting community, whether we're participative, whether we're in the crowd, whether yep. we're fans of a club or members. Yep. We're participative. So I think there's something that, what am I doing? What am I personally doing? What could I be doing? And what can we do together? Yeah. Look, um, to use a similar analogy, it's, you know, it's easy to throw things from the cheap seats. Yeah. Now, if you're a long way up, um, you're, 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 not, uh, you're not being involved in the game. Everyone needs to be involved in the game. And in this case, this game is about getting the culture right. Even though you're one drop in an ocean, you're part of that culture. So, yeah. m- so make sure things are right in your home and may- then make sure that things go right, everything you deal with. Yeah, that's really nice. Oh, <laughs> it is this growth. I think that this, this debate, as you said, to societal um, changes, yep. moves forward different expectations and you can't just sit back and go, no, I grew up in this era, I live in this era, whatever it has oh, to be. It's like, no, you live in society, we uh, move with it. You live in the, the, the area, the era that you live in is the era you're in. <laughs> You know, make no mistake of that. I mean, if you so want to keep if, up. if you want to go, yeah, if you want to go back to the seventies and relive that, well, good luck to you. I think you'd have to move to another country. Australia's moved forward. This topic has moved forward. We all need to move with it. 
So thank you very, very much for that conversation. I, I know that this, you know, I've, I've watched you and I've watched you, your best mate, talking about this in the last couple of days. It's a painful one for your club and, and you know, every club has go through these periods, but it's a very, very painful one. Yep. Um, so thank you for talking about it. I'm sure that the, oh, there's more than 100,000 of you, isn't there? So <laughs> that's a lot of you. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I know, paid up members, I, 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 I would suggest that deep down everyone's a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can assure you that's not true. So... Um, this has been a really good conversation. I think what we wanted is a deeply human view of this. And I think that's how you get it. You get down to people's stories that are closer to it and really feeling it as opposed to someone who can intellectualize it. So I really appreciate having that conversation. Um, this is, as I said, in a series, we're doing diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, or DEIB as we call it. Um, and next week we're going to continue the series. I'm going to talk about DNI and COVID and flexibility and all the changes that have come through in 2020, 2021 and how the difference of impact based on who you are, where you sit, where you live, um, country, nationality, race, it's just quite dramatic. So we're going to talk about that next week. Um, and that's probably a good place to leave today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, here at Ma, we, we are very, very, very passionate about what every single person can do in culture and every single one of us can step up and do something that's better, that's practical, that's, that's moving it forward. So if you'd like to know more about what we're doing, absolutely jump on our website, www.moi.live. <laughs> um, otherwise, we'll look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Thank you.